Good morning. It's Tuesday, September 27, 2011, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's happening on the front page this morning. Pakistanis tied to attack on Americans. Deep recession sharply altered the U.S. jobless map, and spending deals sidesteps fight on disaster aid. In today's national headlines, more gloom lies ahead for cities, a new report says. After feisty fundraising, a more sociable Obama. And can I get one sheet of the new Lady Gaga stamps? In today's business headlines, Goldman Sachs draws up deeper reductions. Freddie Mac loan deal is defective, report says. And the SEC weighs civil action against Standard & Poor's. There will be more business stories, along with more national and world news, the latest from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Joe Nocera. Now, as selected by the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Kabul, Afghanistan by Carlotta Gall. It's headlined, Pakistanis Tied to Attack on Americans. A group of American military officers and Afghan officials had just finished a five-hour meeting with their Pakistani hosts in a village schoolhouse settling a border dispute when they were ambushed by the Pakistanis. An American major was killed and three American officers were wounded, along with their Afghan interpreter, in what fresh accounts from the Afghan and American officers who were there reveal was a complex, calculated assault by a nominal ally. The Pakistanis opened fire on the Americans, who returned fire before escaping in a blood-soaked Black Hawk helicopter. The attack in Terry Mangal on May 14, 2007 was kept quiet by Washington, which for much of a decade has seemed to play down or ignore signals that Pakistan would pursue its own interests or even behave as an enemy. The reconstruction of the attack, which several officials suggested was revenge for Afghan or Pakistani deaths at American hands, takes on new relevance given the worsening rupture in relations between Washington and Islamabad, which has often been restrained by Pakistan's strategic importance. The details of the ambush indicate that Americans were keenly aware of Pakistan's sometimes duplicitous role long before Admiral Mike Mullen, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, told the Senate last week that Pakistan's intelligence service was undermining efforts in Afghanistan and had backed insurgents who attacked the U.S. Embassy in Kabul this month. Though both sides kept any deeper investigations of the ambush under wraps, even at the time it was seen as a turning point by officials managing day-to-day relations with Pakistan. Pakistani officials first attributed the attack to militants, then when pressed to investigate, to a single rogue soldier from the Frontier Corps, the poorly controlled tribal militia that guards the border region. To this day, none of the governments have publicly clarified what happened, hoping to limit damage to relations. The American and Pakistani military investigations remain classified. The official line covered over the details in the interest of keeping the relationship with Pakistan intact, said a former United Nations official who served in eastern Afghanistan and was briefed on the events immediately after they happened. At that time in May 2007, you had a lot of analysis pointing to the role of Pakistan in destabilizing that part of Afghanistan. And here you had a case in point, and for whatever reason, it was glossed over, he said. The official did not want to be named for fear of alienating the Pakistanis, with whom he must still work. Request to the Pakistani military for information and interviews for this article were not answered.